Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. This week, the series of interviews with mayoral candidates running for office in Northumberland County continues. I will not be interviewing deputy mayoral council candidates. There's just too many of them. However, you can go to the radio station's website or the website for this show to find Kennedy information. The first interview this week is with Lucas Cleveland, candidate for mayor of Coburg. Here is Lucas Cleveland. I'm so pleased to have with me today Lucas Cleveland, a candidate for mayor in Coburg. Welcome to Consider This. Thank you, Robert. Really excited to be here today. There may be some people who don't know you. So let's start by you introducing yourself. Uh, Of course. Uh, My name is Lucas Cleveland. I am a 42-year-old resident of Coburg. Uh, Six years ago, my partner, Montana, and I uh, began the arduous process of trying to find a community where we were going to raise our son. Um, We spent seven to eight months traveling the country, and... We accidentally came to Coburg because my parents had just recently bought a condo here. Um, It wasn't even on our list of cities or of towns to look at. And what happened is we showed up, fell in love with the community, and within a month of landing here to visit my parents, had sold all of our belongings in Alberta and moved to Coburg to open the market this morning. Uh, In terms of what that led is over the last uh, six years, I have developed, uh, built out, and created a zero food waste market in the downtown core of Coburg. Um, I have, over the last six to eight months in preparation of this uh, campaign, uh, worked diligently to replace myself with some really talented managers. And on Saturday, I was my last day of work there. I resigned. I launched my website today at Friday at nine o'clock and officially start my campaign to be the next mayor of Coburg uh, Monday of next week. How are you going to make life better for the residents of Coburg compared to the last four years? Oh, I think that's a great question. Um, I'd like to take a step back from that question right away and say, I think before I can start speaking to how I'm going to make the community a better place, I think my job would be as mayor is to get a better understanding of the community we now live in. Um, I think one of the concerns that I've been hearing most as I speak to the residents of of the town of Coburg is not so much about what we're doing. It's about the ability to get things done. And I think what I would be able to bring to the table in the next four years is a help to the process. I think we need to be working more as a team in this community to come together. And I think what I could offer is the leadership and vision to sort of get us all on the bus. So I think at the end of four years with me as mayor, 
what you're going to see is a more united community, a community with a focus and a direction. Um, so that, say, the next mayor after me has that direction and the community broad-based support to move forward in the direction that makes it better for all in the community. It's really interesting because can you give me some examples of where you feel there hasn't been a focus, there hasn't been a direction that's been needed? Perfect. I, I, I could list as many issues as there are voters within this town. Every time I speak to a different voter, it's a different complaint about this project, or it's, hey, where are we on this project? And so what I've sort of done is I've stepped back and I've sort of looked at sort of all of the issues, and I think there is a problem in the process. So, I mean, I could highlight the issue around affordability and housing. I could issue, I could highlight the issue of, say, uh, the vagrancy and the problem of homelessness within the downtown core. I could look at the DBIA and what we're trying to do to encourage businesses. All of these problems have an overarching theme that they don't seem to be able to go anywhere with any of them. And so what my focus would be on is not so much one or two of these high-end level talks. It would be about the process to deal with these problems and also bringing the community together so that when we decide to make a move, when we decide to solve a problem, all are working towards that instead of fighting amongst each other and trying to decide, oh, this is my need, this is my need, this is my need. No, no, let's all come together at the table, decide what we're all going to do, and then go that way. All right, so let's take one of the things that you've mentioned and give me an example. So let's look at, say, uh, affordable housing, homelessness, and vagrancy in the downtown core. We'll just sort of wrap that very complex, layered, and difficult issue as an issue, and we'll just look at, say, that issue. Within the town of Coburg, we have two dozen different agencies who are on the ground working with the people on the street. We have the police organizations. We have the churches and their soup kitchens. We have charity organizations. We have businesses like the one in my partner, Montana, the market is s'more, that are handing out food boxes. We are constantly working in different tangents. The developers want to build more condos and are happy to work and build out uh, subsidized housing should there be an incentivization from the community to do so. Each one of these groups is trying to address their problem because they all really care about the community that they live in. But what they're not doing is coming together to decide how we're going to deal with the problem. And then each group working within that vision of solving the problem, each group is just doing their part. And it's not necessarily as effective as it could be if as a community, we came together with an overarching vision and overarching plan as a team to tackle the problems. So in the case of homelessness and vagrancy, setting up a group of community engagement, not by consultants, but by the town itself to engage with these various groups and doing the hard work of coming to a consensus so that as we try and move forward, we're not constantly trying to get everything perfect. We're just trying to make progress. And I think that's where we need to start thinking outside the box and where we need to start looking to candidates such as myself that are more focused in progress and not perfection. That's really interesting because the county, which is responsible for 
affordable housing and for uh, emergency shelters and all that that stuff that you've just been talking about. I mean, they have a leadership table that all kinds of organizations come around. There is uh, also uh, a, uh, a list that they involve with, with all the, again, all the agencies gathered around the table. What's the difference between that, which exists, and what you're proposing? Because what I'm talking about, and my job as mayor of Coburg, is to make sure that Coburg is the greatest city, or the, sorry, my apologies, is the greatest community to live in for its residents. And while I will be one of seven members of the, the, the county, and I will work diligently within the county to do what the county can, as the representative and mayor of Coburg, my job is to make sure its residents have the highest quality of life. And I'm of the belief that each individual residence in Coburg wants to live in a city, wants to live in a community, wants to live in a town that takes care of its less fortunate. And I think allowing the community to not only engage with that process, but to suggest help and encourage will do a variety of things, but it will bring the community together as a team. And yes, the county should keep doing this, all these wonderful things. And I, I look forward to partaking in the roundtable discussions. But what I'm hearing from the local residents is that they don't feel like enough is being done. And so let's get them involved so that they feel that they are a part of the solution within the community. Over the past four years, we've watched as local housing prices have skyrocketed. We've watched as rents have gone through the roof and the available of renting rental units, excuse me, have dropped to less than 1%. What steps then are you going to take as mayor to make housing in Coburg more affordable? I like your um, optimism for what a mayor of Coburg could do to affect real estate and housing in, in Canada. Um, I, I would love to give the answer that I'm going to list. No, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. Um, let's take a step back. I've never been a mayor and I've never been a politician before. Um, I'm a problem solver, I'm a leader. Uh, and so what you're looking for and what I believe the question is, is what specific steps when I get into office am I going to take to do this, to do this and this, to alleviate housing prices. Um, the reality of the answer and the honest answer is whatever I can when I figure out what I can do. And that's not an answer most people want to hear from a politician. What most people want to hear from a politician is a bunch of uh, jargon, a bunch of great words that sound lovely. We're going to come together with committees and we're going to meet with, and. I intend to do all of those things should I be elected as mayor. But I want to be elected as mayor in an honest dialogue with the constituents. And an honest dialogue with the constituents is that when we're talking about affordability and housing in Canada, as mayor of the town of Coburg, what I can and can't do about that is exceptionally limited. What I can do is I can speak to the community to understand where they want me to put my efforts. And that's what I can commit to doing. Listening to the community, understanding what they want me to do as mayor, and then going and doing that. But I don't want to get up in front of the public and on your show and placate that I know all of these answers. I'm a really good problem solver. I have 
an entire career of experience doing what no one else could do. And I believe if I bring those qualities to this job um, and people elect me to do that, what they're doing and what they're electing and what they're saying is, these are really complex problems and we want this guy who's done really complex problem solving before to give it a shot. I don't wanna be dishonest and I don't wanna placate. I don't know if what I can do. I'm excited to get into the opportunity to start hearing the extent of this problem so I can actually start thinking about some solutions and then communicate to the community what those are and see what they want to do about it. I'm, I'm sure you're aware that when you go to a council meeting and people make public deputations, it, it's remind, it reminds me of you know getting a group together and saying, let's go see a movie because everybody will suggest yeah. something different and, you know where they want to go. And that happens at, at the council level too. People come in, they've got different visions and I appreciate what you're saying. You want to hear what people say. But at some point, somebody's got to make a decision and we're, you're going to take a direction. Why are you so hesitant to to outline? I mean, it's lovely to talk about, you know, we're going to talk to people. And yeah, no, you how, do you, how are you going to bring all these people together so that we can, figuratively speaking, pick the right movie to watch to go forward, if you if you pardon the metaphor? No, I, I appreciate the metaphor, and that's great. Um, well, first, we have to assume there's a really good leader that's taken charge of what you're asking. Because you can't just hold a meeting. The quality of the meeting, what's covered in the meeting, and the results of the meeting are directly linked to the person leading the meeting. So what you're asking, or maybe I'll take a, what I believe you're asking is, you're looking for a specific thing that I'm going to do to help with housing, or you're looking for a vision. I encourage you to look at my website and see where we're headed. In terms of how am I going to bring people to the table, I, I'm going to make sure I'm accessible and available. As a um, someone in journalism who's won awards for the technology and connecting technology and journalism, I believe you're very familiar with how technology can be leveraged uh, to bring people in and to, to get information out. Um, I would be leading uh, in Coburg with a social media platform. There will be constant engagement with me. So how do I hear from the community? Well, you can already directly text me. Uh, I have a phone that's got direct, it's published. Please text me directly. Any candidate, any person, any constituent wants to access me, they have a number to directly text me. I plan to be available weekly if I were to win on Instagram. Come talk to me, open door policy. Politics is hard work and it requires being out there. It requires being in the public. So I don't think it's hard. I don't think it's unreasonable uh, to allow myself complete and total access to the public and have the public complete and total access to me. How we get them to the table is we invite them to the table and we make sure the table is big enough for everyone. I don't think a lot of groups in this community have been getting invited to the table. And I think with a mayor who doesn't have uh, political leanings, who isn't necessarily on one team, I always say I'm purple, I'm not on the red team and I'm not on the blue team. I'm on the get things done team. And so I think having a mayor who doesn't have, say, a political ideology opens the door for people of all sides to come sit down and feel like the person listening has an opportunity to actually learn from them. 
you're saying a lot of things uh, that sound great, but at the same time, it, they seem like left-handed critiques of the current mayor. You're, Again, are I, you are you suggesting that there there's been a lack of leadership over the last four years? Are you suggesting that people are not working hard, that they're not accessible? Gosh, no, none of that. And if that's the implication that came across, I want to address that right away. Uh, that's not the implication. Um, the let me let me clarify. Uh, the current mayor, John, has been doing a, a good job. John is a good man who works hard for the betterment of the community. I speak no ill of John or of the job John's done. Let's be very uh, transparent and very Coburg is in the transition. Coburg is in a changing period. And what has worked for Coburg, what has always worked for Coburg, I am of the belief will not continue to work for the Coburg that is now. I believe that Coburg has an opportunity here to really unlock its potential. I think there's a movement in this community. I think there has been an influx in this community of people, of talent, of knowledge. And then when you take that and you add it to the insanely amazing community that was already here, there's this quagmire and this, this powder keg that's ready to explode. And I am not critiquing the staff. I am not critiquing the previous. What I am saying is that I don't think doing things the way they have always been done is going to work moving forward. I think that feeling in the community that not enough is getting done is um, a symptom of a problem where we're not moving fast enough, we're not getting enough done, and we don't have the people and the processes and the, uh, the, the operational know-how to be the city that we're going to need to be in the next two, three, four, ten 10 years. So to that end, then, I mean, there's subdivisions are springing up everywhere, especially in the northeast corner of the town. What role uh, does the town have in these new developments and how fast do you think Coburg should grow? Again, this is a lovely question, and that's something that we need to talk about. Um, there are professionals who specialize in urban planning. There are professionals within our town staff who specialize, who've gone to university study town planning. You're asking the mayor what, what I think we should do. I think we should make sure that Coburg is the best possible city for all of its residents. That's what I think. And again, you want a specific answer what I'm going to do with development. I want to make sure that when we develop, that we develop in a way that all of our community can support. And I don't think that's happening right now. And I don't think that's happening. And you know that because of the backlash we're seeing in the community. All of these random subdivisions are just going up. Well, that speaks to the accountability and the transparency. We need to make sure that our whole community knows this subdivision's here, the reason we're putting the subdivision is here, this is what we're thinking about the subdivision here, and the reason the subdivision is here is because we are trying to achieve this. But, but we don't have this, which council, is a vision. Council has a YouTube channel. I can watch every meeting that takes place. There's yes, the Engage Coburg webpage where people get consulted all the time. There's public meetings that are announced that people can attend and, and find out where is this lack of transparency that you keep talking about? Hey, have you been able to find a bylaw on the town of Coburg? Can you access any data pre-September 2020? Can't. Um, 
when you call the town and you want to understand what the progress on the waterfront is, what's the answer you receive? What is the goal of the waterfront development project? Where are we trying to take Coburg? Are we trying to take Coburg to be a tourist town? Are we trying to take Coburg to not change at all? Do we try to get Coburg back to the way it was 15 years ago? What is the vision of Coburg that speaks to the community at whole? Depending on the person you speak to in Coburg, that's their vision. And we have no unified vision of what Coburg can be, the potential. So what I'm speaking to is, uh, let me give you an example. Before I was able to open the market and s'more in Coburg, I had to do the community engagement to understand what the heck they were looking for. Then they all told me, and there was a thousand different ideas as to what the market in town needed to look like. So then it was my job as an analytical problem solver to take all of the things that were being asked of, to go away, to do the hard work, the math, the grinding, the figuring out of what it is that they were actually asking for, what it was we could provide, and then figure out how to provide that. So in order to do anything effectively, you have to know where you're going. I don't believe this town knows where it even wants to go yet. And so all of these questions about housing, development, climate change, transportation, they're all really important and complex issues. And it's gonna take a lot of work to figure out any of them. But unless you have a lens by which to analyze the problems, we will never have a concise vision and we will not be able to actually get anything done because we're too busy arguing about where we're going. All right, so let's take an example. Let's take homelessness. Now, there are people that are sleeping in tents on the West Beach, and they're sleeping in Victoria Park, there's in other public spaces. So take that as an example. So how would you address the immediate needs of these people? Not the midterm and long-term where we're talking about housing, but the immediate need. There was a lot of debate over the summer around this issue. Use that as an example and explain how you as mayor, using your process and your goals and objectives and your vision would resolve that. The first thing we have to do is we have to get people shelter. Shelter is a basic need. And unless people are in shelter, nothing else happens. So how do we do that? Well, when you start researching it, there's really only four or five school thoughts, depending on which way you want to go. Um, there's horrific suggestions like the Greyhound solution where you just buy them bus tickets. I don't support these kinds of solutions. There's solutions where you bylaw them through, which is you increase the use of bylaws to have police officers chase them through. Um, there's solutions where you build in camps. Um, there's places in Texas that have built tiny home communities. Um, there are basically four or five ideas of how to deal with this. And each idea has its proponents and, it, and it's not any one of those is right. And one of the problems about all of these solutions that we're trying to talk about is that every single proponent of those five solutions is so staked and held into their position that this is the only way to fix homelessness. The people who think that it's through building a safe harbor where they can have a camp and tents and they, they have to have that without any knowledge about what the police need, why they're against that, why the neighborhood is against that. Similarly, the NIMBYs who are like, not in my backyard, we're not building any camps, don't understand it. The people that are on the streets are the brothers 
sisters and cousins of their neighbors. That these are people of our community that deserve kindness, compassion, and a place to rest their head. And so what you say, what I'm going to do as mayor, I'm going to sit them down at the table and explain to them that they're all wrong. And that what's right is in the middle somewhere. And that when we all come together and stop holding on to these political ideologies on the extremes, that we can actually make Coburg a better community for all. It's not about getting your way or your way or my way. The way forward, and this is what government is, is it's about the compromise that's the best for all of us. And so you're right, our communities don't want some kind of tent city. I understand that. I also don't want people to not have a home. So let's get the community residents that don't want the tent city to come to the table and go, okay, no tent city, what's your solution? How are you going to help this community actually solve a problem that is all of our problems? And I think that's one of the things that this campaign for me is really about. It's about communicating with our community at large that community problems are not for a mayor to solve. Community problems are for a community to solve. And the job of the mayor is to understand what the community wants to set a vision based on what they understand, and then to constantly work to get people on the bus moving in a direction. Would you let people with lived experience to the table? I, they have to be there. If you don't have the homeless, how are you gonna get them to buy into the solution? And that's the truth. You mentioned in your campaign website that you wanna create, and I'm quoting you now, a town hall where staff welcomes additional training, support, feedback, and allows them to reach their full potential and have a greater sense of accomplishment, professionalism, and skill development, end quote. Now, in November of 2019, the town began a service delivery review, and a report was submitted in November of 2020, and it was approved by council, and it is being implemented right now. Why is this not good enough in your mind? What else do you see needs to be done? It's not that it's not good enough, it's a step in the right direction. And I think we always need to be taking steps in the right direction. Again, it's not not good enough. That's a dichotomy. That's a polarization. It's not either or. It's and. Yes, that's a really good step. And we can do more. Um, again, I want to avoid these either or statements, these either or ways of thinking about politics. I think that's at the core of a lot of our political problems. It's not about, well, that's not enough. I'm like, no, that's amazing. I'm so excited that they're getting that opportunity. Also, that's just one step. We're years behind in resource development, in training and skill development. As I've said, Coburg is not the same Coburg it was five years ago. Therefore, the skills, needs, and requirements of its town staff are not the same. It is not on the staff that the town has blown up. It's on the council and the town staff to acknowledge the town is growing, it is growing up, it is requiring more specialized skills. And therefore, let's look to bring those in, train within and teach. This, uh, every town employee I've ever encountered, and I've encountered a lot of them throughout the years of creating a business in town and jumping through all the hoops and, and dealing with the bureaucracy has been in love with the community they serve. Uh, I have not met one that doesn't want to do the best job they can and 
and, and prides themselves on working for this community. So when I say that, it's not in a criticism or a critical way. It's in a let's let these people like do the best job they can. Um, if you ever come into the market, if you if you ever get a chance to come and meet the staff that I help develop and, and eventually train, you're going to see what I'm talking about. It's about encouraging people to find passion in their lives and then encouraging them to chase their own passion. People get into, into serving and to be civil servants because they want to serve their community. It's our job to encourage the culture of that, of excellence, because I think we need to encourage culture. Culture just doesn't happen. You have to grow it and build it and work with it. And, and I think that, um, the bureaucratic machine that is Canada, that is the Ontario government, that is the municipality, the corporation of the town of Coburg. I've worked in many, many large multinational corporations. Culture is the single most important uh, indicator of success in a corporation. And I don't think that we pay enough attention to the culture at City Hall. That's what that speaks to. Uh, it's not a criticism or a critique of the job they're doing. It's simply, I want to focus on, again, this would be a four-year term for me. My job is at the end of four years to make sure that the corporation of the town of Coburg and the citizens feel that Coburg is a better place to live for each one of them than it was when I started. When I look through your website, you don't mention taxes in your campaign. It, there has been a steady increase in property taxes um, over the last number of councils, somewhere between one and 2% you know, using round figures. So what can you say to people listening who might be concerned about their property taxes going up? So again, I love this. This is another great sort of, which pit do you want to jump into question? And, and, I, and I, I appreciate it. Um, I mean, it depends what voters you're, we're talking to because there's a bunch of voters in the Covert Taxpayers Association who want to see those taxes come down. Uh, and then there's a bunch of people on sort of the social uh, movement side of things who want to see the taxes come up. Again, what are you looking for? Are you looking for a commitment to lower taxes? Are you looking for a commitment to raise taxes? I do not know what we should do as a town with our tax base, because I don't have access to the distinct records of the town. Uh, I have advanced uh, mathematical algorithmic function training. I have years of experience with profit and loss statements, uh, dealing with corporations in the tens of millions. Once I get my hands on the numbers, once I start talking to Ian Davey and, 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 and that, and start looking through the uh, uh, chief mission and am informed of what's going on in the town of Coburg, I'm happy then to open my office, make sure that the community can have engagement with me and talk about that. Taxes aren't charged for no reason. And we all want to live in an amazing city. I am for uh, taxes. I am for, more importantly, accountability and transparency on where the money is going. And more importantly, I think it goes to the teamwork aspect of things again, where we have to make sure that all areas of the community have a say in how our tax dollars are spent. I'm not gonna say we should have less, more, or more. I'm all for less taxes, let's be very clear, but I'm not for less taxes if it means we're not taking care of those in society that need help. I'm not for less taxes if it means we're not paying our police officers, our teachers, and again, that's, teachers being provincial, I'm, I'm well aware, but our police officer, town staff, the people who need to do their job, a good living wage. So again, it's in the middle somewhere. This is not a more taxes, less taxes. This is 
Let's all get together, see what we're paying in taxes, decide more openly. And I think that's where when you start getting into the less tax movement, I don't think it's less tax. I think it's less tax because they don't feel engaged in the process. I feel that their options aren't being spoken to or they're where they want their tax dollars. Making people feel like they're part of the process means a great deal. And I don't think enough people within the political sphere understand that. I didn't lead a team of 32 to create a organization like we did in three years without allowing them to tell me how it is. And my job as mayor would be to make sure I assemble the brightest, smartest in the community around these issues and learn from them, work with them, and come to a consensus of where our taxes need to go. So again, I'm gonna to refer to, I'm excited to learn. I prefer less taxes personally. I don't like spending my hard earned money, but I understand that if I wanna live in a really good community, then we all have to chip into that. And that means both financially with our time and with our input. You've alluded to this earlier, um, but I'd like to follow up on it a little bit more. And that is, um, what do you see your role on county council being? Like, What would you do at the county level to make life better for Coburg and its residents? Well, it's actually funny you asked about that, Robert. I am just learning, uh, as I left the market just recently, and I've only sort of launched my campaign this week, what that role looks like on county. And it's actually interesting. So as a member of the county, I am actually not supposed to be advocating on behalf of COVID. One of the um, ideologies, one of the ideas of the County Council is that we have seven groups that come together. And again, their job is to look out for what is for the greatest good for the most people in the County of Northumberland. So um, to say that I'm gonna to get to County and I'm gonna advocate for COVID, no, at the County level, I'm gonna advocate for Northumberland's. I'm going to make sure the same things that I'm bringing to a local council would bring to the county council. And what I mean by that is, again, I'll be looking to build teamwork. I'll be looking uh, to show accountability and transparency. And that means bringing a lot of that county information back to town. I think maybe that can be improved. I think if more covert people understand what the county is trying to achieve, then maybe we can also start using covert resources to reinforce the county prerogatives versus all going in different directions. Again, that idea of a unified vision going forward. And I think the other thing that I can bring to county and I think that I can bring to politics as a whole, and this is something I think politics in Canada need across the board, is a focus on progress and not perfection. We need to make progress and we need to be okay with making progress two steps forward, oh, one step back. Two steps forward, one step back. Everything I have been successful at in my life, from my first business at 23 to reaching the top of the game in the oil and gas industry in Alberta, uh, to uh, creating a market out of my brain into a uh, employment center of 32 people in downtown core, is based off my uh, complete and um, desired focus to fail quickly and move on. And I don't think there's enough of it. So what can I bring to the county? I can bring the energy and the commitment and I can bring the attitude that sometimes doing something wrong is actually better than doing nothing at all. 
because you'll learn that that's not the answer. And then you figure out the answer sooner. So what I would bring to county is an energy of youth and intention, and also some courage. And what I mean by courage is the courage to make mistakes, to be on the hook and to make a decision and not have the ego when that decision shows me wrong to go, oh, well, that was a wrong decision. I made a mistake because I, I did this, this, this. Hey, let's try this now because we all now know that's a mistake. Okay, so when, when you're not doing politics or running for mayor, uh, what do you do to relax? What do you do for fun? Or do you have any hobbies or guilty pleasures? I have lots of guilty pleasures, but um, the last three or four years running the market and being a uh, stay, sorry, being a single, like being a, a father um, with a with a child who's now six, uh, has kept me pretty busy. That said, I do find a lot of I, I do find time. Um, a lot of my relaxation uh, centers around physical activity, actually. Um, so I uh, I do surf on a fairly regular basis. Uh, I'm big into both downhill skiing and snowboarding. Uh, I've done my fair share of free diving. Um, so definitely sort of on the more extreme side of the sports and uh, the adrenaline pumping ones. Um, so yeah, no, it's it's part of sort of my overall persona of sort of pushing myself always. For me, even when I'm relaxing, I want to be relaxing in a way that I'm pushing my myself to learn, to improve. Um, that's actually relaxing for me. Is that is that it is is working on myself and working on uh, the person I am, so I can be a better person tomorrow. Why will you be a good mayor? Oh, because I because I didn't want to be a politician. Because at the end of the day. My commitment is to making this community better than when I left it, than when I found it. I have no intention of uh, a life of politics. Um, this opportunity that has presented itself uh, with the current uh, market conditions and the, uh, the recession on the horizon and our market or my the business that my partner and I built needing to sort of just hold steady and me not really being needed there because I've replaced myself with managers. Um, the fact that this is going to be an uncontested race, uh, which is something I can't stand in a democratic state, uh, has presented me with a wonderful opportunity to be and to present uh, a set of values and a way of running and doing politics differently. So I think what would make me a great mayor is that I'm going to do things differently. I'm going to run a campaign differently. I'm going to I have a different platform. And when I get into office, my intention is to govern differently. And so I think I would make a good mayor because I'm not going to do things the way they've always done. I'm gonna do things so that at the end of the day, the Coburg becomes the greatest place to live for the majority of its residents. And I think by keeping ideology out of it and focusing on our community, I can't lose. Lucas Cleveland, thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you very much, Robert. I hope you have a wonderful day. That was Lucas Cleveland, candidate for mayor of Coburg. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. 
or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.